Hello, and welcome to A Course in Miracles Daily Workbook Lessons for Regular People. I'm your host, Reverend Robin. This podcast is a companion to my first one, which is A Course in Miracles for Regular People, where we read and discuss the text of A Course in Miracles. In this podcast, we read and discuss the daily workbook lessons that go with the course. I love these lessons and what they do for me, and I love to discuss them with others who are on their journey to atonement. There are several ways that you can reach out to me if you'd like to chat. I'm on Twitter at ACIMFOR. I'm on Facebook at A Course in Miracles for Regular People. You can email me at ACIMDWL. FRP, that's A Course in Miracles Daily Workbook Lessons for Regular People, ACIMDWLFRP at gmail.com. Or you can simply go to anchor.fm and leave me a voice message. And while you're there, you can make a donation if you'd like to support this podcast. I'd really appreciate that. Then I wouldn't have to put ads in them. So thank you in advance if you decide to support the podcast. Today is Key Lesson 96. Salvation comes from my one self. Salvation comes from my one self. Although you are one self, you experience yourself as two, both good and evil, loving and hating, mind and body. This sense of being split into opposites induces feelings of acute, constant conflict and leads to frantic attempts to reconcile the contradictory aspects of this self-perception. You have sought many solutions and none of them has worked. The opposites you see in you will never be compatible, but one exists. This is a root cause, I believe, of the stress that we tend to feel. We tend to think that these feelings of stress are based on physical situations in our lives. A job we don't like, but we need because we have, we have to have money to live in this life. And things like a boss that we can't stand or weather that is uncomfortable. So many different things we attribute stress to. And yet, it seems that the root of all stress is seeing ourselves, experiencing ourselves as two, both good and evil, loving and hating, mind and body. And it's this sense of being split into opposites that actually causes the stress that we feel. I think that that's going to be a really powerful point in this lesson for me. And that last little statement there, but one exists. I would say, but only one exists. We are not split in two, we are one. Continuing, 
The fact that truth and illusion cannot be reconciled, no matter how you try, what means you use, and where you see the problem, must be accepted if you would be saved. So the fact that truth and illusion cannot be reconciled must be accepted if you would be saved. So it doesn't matter how hard we try, what means we use to try to reconcile truth and illusion, it, it can't be done. And we must accept that. The truth and illusion cannot be reconciled. Continuing, until you have accepted this, you will attempt an endless list of goals that you cannot reach. A senseless series of expenditures of time and effort, hopefulness and doubt, each one as futile as the one before, and failing as the next one surely will. Problems have no meaning that cannot be resolved within, within the framework that they are set. Two selves in conflict could not be resolved, and good and evil have no meeting place. That's, so that's why these opposites can't be fixed. They cannot be reconciled, because good and evil have no meeting place. The self you, never, the self you made can never be your true self, capital S. Nor can your true self be split in two and still be what it is and must be forever. A mind and body cannot both exist. Make no attempt to reconcile the two, for one denies the, that the other can be real. If you are physical, your mind is gone from your self-concept, for it has no place in which it could really be part of you. If you are spirit, then the body must be meaningless to your reality. Hmm. I don't know. That part doesn't really... The self you made can never be your true self. Nor can your true self. And it just says self with a capital S. I'm adding true self because it's easier to say than capital S. So the self you made, small s, can never be your true self, nor can your true self be split in two and still be what it is and must be forever. A mind and body cannot both exist. It, it feels like being in this body, it feels like I have a mind because I think and I reason. But this says a mind and body cannot both exist. Well, let's continue reading and see what else it says. So make no attempt to reconcile the two, for one denies the other can be real. If you are physical, your mind is gone from your self-concept. Small s, self-concept for it has no place in which it could really be part of you. If you are spirit, then the body must be meaningless to your reality. Continuing, 
Spirit makes use of mind as a means to find its, self, its true self-expression. And the mind which serves the spirit is at peace and filled with joy. Its power, the mind's power, comes from spirit. Its power comes from, from spirit and it is fulfilling happily its function here. So when the mind is being used by the spirit as a means for the spirit to find its self-expression, then the mind is happy and fulfilling its function. Yet mind can also see itself divorced from spirit and perceive itself within a body that it confuses with itself. Without its function, then it has no peace and happiness is alien to its thoughts. So the function of the mind is for the spirit to find its self-expression. But if the mind is identifying itself with the body, then it's not fulfilling its function and happiness is not something that the mind experiences then. Continuing. Yet mind, apart from spirit, cannot think. It has denied its source of strength and sees itself as helpless, limited, and weak. So when the mind disconnects itself from the spirit and identifies itself as a body, it's not really thinking. It feels like it is. But if it's not connected with spirit, allowing the spirit to find its self-expression, then the mind has denied its source of strength because the mind's source of strength is the spirit. But if the mind is disconnected from spirit and identifying itself as a, as a body, then it sees itself as helpless, limited, and weak because the body has very little power in the physical realm. I mean, we can work out and and exercise and make the body stronger, but it still is limited. There are things that, I mean, I can, I can rearrange my furniture in my house, but we have a 55 gallon fish tank, which is the water you're often hearing in the background of these podcast episodes. My physical body cannot move that fish tank when it's full of water. And neither can my husband alone. Our bodies are limited. And when our minds identify with the body, the body is limited. Therefore, the mind feels limited. So then it feels limited and helpless and weak. So continuing dissociated from its function now, the mind thinks it is alone and separate, attacked by armies 
massed against itself and hiding in the body's frail support. Now it must reconcile unlike with like, for this is what it thinks that it is for. So the mind is so confused when, when the mind identifies with the body, when we think that our body is our true self, we are, our minds are trying to reconcile unlike with like. Because that's what the mind thinks it's for, but what the mind is actually for is to allow the true self-expression of the spirit. Continuing. Waste no more time on this. Who can resolve the senseless conflicts which a dream presents? Jesus is telling us to stop trying to reconcile the mind with the body. The mind is not the body. The mind is not in the body. The mind is in the spirit. It just thinks it's in the body. Continuing, what could the resolution mean in truth? What purpose could it serve? What is it for? Salvation cannot make illusions real, nor solve a problem that does not exist. Perhaps you hope it can. Yet, would you have God's plan for the release of his dear son bring pain to him and fail to set him free? Who can resolve the senseless conflicts which a dream presents? The mind thinking that it's a body. What could the resolution mean in truth? So what if we found a way to reconcile the mind with the body? What would that resolution mean? What purpose could it serve? When the body, when the mind identifies itself with the body, it's weak and frail and helpless and limited. So what would that resolution be for? What is it for, that resolution between mind and body? Salvation cannot make illusions real nor solve a problem that does not exist. So the problem doesn't actually exist, but if we try to make the mind be part of the body, salvation can't fix that. It can't make the mind part of the body, even if we hope it can. Yet would you have God's plan for the release of his dear son, true son, capital S, bring pain to him and fail to set him free? God would, God's plan would not reconcile the mind with the body because that is what brings us pain thinking our mind is our body and we are not released when we think that we are truly this body continuing your true self retains its thoughts and they remain within your mind and in the mind of God the Holy Spirit holds salvation in your mind and offers it the way to peace, offers your mind the way to peace. Salvation 
is a thought that you share with God because his voice accepted it for you and answered in your name that it was done. I love that. God's voice answered for us in our name that it was done. That's like Jesus said, whatever you ask in my name, that makes it done. That makes it true. And in this, God answered in our name that it was done. Oh, I just love that. Thus is salvation kept among the thoughts yourself, your true self, holds dear and cherishes for you. We will attempt today to find this thought, whose presence in your mind is guaranteed by him who speaks to you from your one true self. Our hourly five-minute practicing will be a search for him within your mind. Him who speaks to you from your one self. I'm thinking that's the Holy Spirit or God. So our hourly five-minute practicing will be a search for him within our mind. Salvation comes from this one true self through him who is the bridge between your mind and it, your true self. Wait patiently and let him speak to you about your true self and what your mind can do, restored to its free will to serve its will. Begin by saying this, salvation comes from my one self. Its thoughts are mine to use. Then seek its thoughts, your one self's thoughts, your true self. Then seek its thoughts and claim them as your own. These are your own real thoughts that you have denied and let your mind go wandering in a world of dreams to find its illusions in their place. Here are your thoughts, the only ones you have. Salvation is among them. Find it there. If you succeed, the thoughts that come to you will tell you that you are saved and that your mind has found the function that it sought to lose. Yourself will welcome it, your true self will welcome it and give it peace. Restored in strength, it will again flow out from spirit to the spirit in all things created by the Spirit, capital S, as itself. Your mind will bless all things. Confusion done, you are restored, for you have found your true self. Your true self knows that you cannot fail today. And I would like to stick in there because God answered in our name that it was done. And our, so our true self knows that it cannot fail today. Perhaps your mind remains uncertain in yet a little while. Uncertain yet a little while. Be not dismayed by this. The joy that your true self experiences, it will save for you. And it will yet be yours in full awareness. Every time you spend five minutes of the hour seeking him who joins your mind and self, true self, you offer him another treasure to be kept for you. 
each time today you tell yourself, you tell, no, start over. Each time today that you tell your frantic mind that salvation comes from your one self, your true self, you lay another treasure in your growing store. And all of it is given everyone who asks for it and will accept the gift. Think then how much is given unto you to give this day that it be given you. Salvation comes from my one self. Its thoughts are mine to use. The mind which serves the spirit is at peace and filled with joy. Today, I wish you a day of peace and joy. Many blessings. Namaste.